Let's open our Bibles to open our worship this morning to 1 Timothy chapter 3. 1 Timothy chapter 3, a verse that, by the grace of God, he's made very familiar to us, and I hope it will always be very familiar to you, and one that you delight in and realize the abundant grace of God for you to believe this verse and to love the items mentioned in it. The last verse of 1 Timothy chapter 3. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Amen. Amen and amen. There's no controversy or debate about this matter. This is a great mystery. And there ought not to be any debate or controversy in your mind or in your life or in your pursuit of knowledge. The knowledge of these six things ought to be the preeminent pursuit of your life. The appreciation for these six things that are listed here in this verse ought to be the greatest appreciation of your life. There's no controversy about it. The Apostle Paul who was learned in the wisdom of this world and learned in the wisdom of Christ, would say there's no debate. These are the more important matters. And it's called great. These issues are enormously important. These issues are universe-shaking. These issues determine the destiny of every rational creature. And we ought to delight in them. And we ought to be thankful This is what the church is the pillar and ground of, truth. And the truth that is mentioned in context of the church being the pillar and ground of the truth are these six things. These six things about the Lord Jesus Christ. They're called a mystery because the world cannot figure them out. The world doesn't understand them. The world doesn't appreciate them. The world cannot see them. The world cannot find them. There is no telescope so large that can reach them. And there is no microscope that sees so small that can observe these things. They can have their think tanks at MIT or anywhere else in this country, and they'll never find the six things of 1 Timothy 3.16. That God was manifest in the flesh in the Lord Jesus Christ, justified and proven to be the Son of God by the Holy Spirit, had angels attending Him before His birth, at His birth, after His birth, at his time in Gethsemane, temptation in the wilderness, on the cross, after the cross, and saw him safely into heaven. He was preached unto the Gentiles by our beloved brother Paul, whom we shall consider this day. God raised up one of the greatest men in the history of the world to bring the gospel to your ancestors so that you would believe it today. And it was believed on in the world. Not only was there a man prepared to preach it to the Gentiles, But the Gentiles were prepared to receive it. And then Jesus Christ was received up into glory where he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. And we have a living, reigning, returning Savior today for which we should be very thankful. I repeat words like this because I want you to remember them. Anything of value ought to be repeated often to put you in memory. The Apostle Peter said that as long as he was alive, he would not stop putting those that he wrote in First and Second Peter in memory of these things, though they be established in the present truth. Right. 
And though you be established in it, I want you to remember how great this matter is of the gospel that's been brought to us. Please turn now to 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. And let me read two verses here. Verses 4 and 5. It's speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ. To whom coming? That's why we're here today. To come to the Lord Jesus Christ, to believe on Him, and to seek His face and to worship Him. To whom coming? As unto a living stone. Disallowed indeed of men but chosen of God and precious. Ye also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Now this is addressed to Jews, but it's equally as true of Gentiles that we have been made living stones as well. The great cornerstone is the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. And around Him are the foundation stones of the apostles for the New Testament church. But each of us have been made living stones also, like Him. And so our church is an organism because it's not just stones. It's living stones. There's life involved in these stones. And the the word stones is being used because it's permanent. It's not a tabernacle anymore. It's a permanent dwelling place of God through the Holy Spirit. And it's in terms of a temple. A temple is not built with cloth or anything like that, but it's built with stones. And we are the living stones along with the great living stone, the Lord Jesus Christ, to make a spiritual house that God inhabits. And in this house is a holy priesthood. The Lord Jesus Christ is our great high priest, but He has made all of us kings and priests in our own right Even boys and girls that have believed on Him are priests and can go directly into the presence of God. And we can offer up spiritual sacrifices, which is what we're going to do today. And one of those great spiritual sacrifices is the fruit of our lips, giving praise to His name by thanksgiving. And we're going to have some of those today. And they're made acceptable by Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ has covered all that we're going to say and do today, and wherever there might be imperfections in our lives, which will always be true until we're in heaven, they're washed away and covered by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that our worship, though feeble in some respects, is acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Every one of you are priests. Every person in the history of the world that ever had a conscience toward God in truth or in darkness has needed and wanted a priest. But you are your own priest through one high priest, the Lord Jesus Christ, and you can with boldness, as the Bible tells us, go into the presence of God. We are blessed abundantly with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, we Gentiles, and we have been made living stones as well in the tabernacle of David, the temple of David, the temple of God, the temple of the Lord Jesus Christ, the church of the living God. Let us pray. Almighty God, And Heavenly Father, we thank Thee through Jesus Christ our Lord that we Gentiles have been made acceptable to Thee and that we might, with the Jews of old, 
by the living stone himself, the Lord Jesus, are also living stones in the temple of the living God. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, for all the life that is around us. You are the giver of life. And the Lord Jesus Christ was the way, the truth, and the life. And he has given us life that we might have life more abundantly. And, O oh, Father, we are able to offer up spiritual sacrifices to thee this day, acceptable in thy sight, through the sanctifying work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We are thankful for him. We rejoice in him. We seek his face this day. We will lift him up in our singing, in our praying, in our preaching, in our fellowship. O oh, Lord, receive our efforts to worship him and thee this day. Our Father in heaven, we believe and confess that the great mystery of godliness is indeed great. We confess that it is indeed a mystery to our brethren in this world who are only brothers biologically, that without your grace and without the illumination of the Holy Spirit, we would not see, we would not hear, we would not understand. But we thank Thee that You have given us an understanding. And we thank Thee that You raised up our beloved brother Paul, the first to carry the gospel to the Gentiles. And we thank Thee, Heavenly Father, that He was faithful to the calling You gave Him. And He fully preached the gospel in a roundabout way so that He could say He was free from the blood of all men in certain populous sections of this world. And we're thankful that that gospel has been carried even to us. And we have, by divine preservation, the scriptures written by him, composed by him, by the inspiration of the Spirit, in our language, in our hands, so freely available. Right. We thank thee and bless thee, Heavenly Father. O oh Lord, quicken us in our affections that we would love the incarnation of the Lord Jesus Christ in his virgin birth. That we would love the fact that the Holy Spirit demonstrated to the world that He was indeed the Son of God. That the angels attended to Him the entirety of His life and they worshipped Him. A man crowned with glory and honor far above all principalities and powers and mights and thrones in this world and in the world to come. We are thankful that You sent that gospel to us Gentiles and that we Gentiles believed it. If you had not opened our hearts like you opened the heart of Lydia, we would not attend to the speaking or the writing of Paul. But we thank thee. We, it was believed on in the world, and it was believed on here, and we bless thee. And Heavenly Father, we're thankful that Jesus Christ ascended up on high and sat down at the right hand of your majesty. And we worship him this day. We are called by his name. Receive us. Receive our worship. Receive everything that we say and do this day through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Heavenly Father, we are thankful for this privilege. And we are looking this day by your strength and your power and the sanctifying grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the mighty power of the Holy Spirit to shake heaven itself by our praise and sacrifices. If the angels of heaven rejoice over one sinner that repents, we pray that this day our joyful thanksgiving and praise will shake the pillars and the gates of heaven itself and that our praise will come up 
as holy incense into your very presence. We believe this. And we ask thee that you would have mercy upon us and lift us up in the spirit that our worship will be so acceptable to thee. Heavenly Father, wherever praise and thanksgiving is being offered on other shores and in other places on these shores, we pray your blessing on them as much as we pray for ourselves. Enable those men to preach the gospel boldly and those hearers to hear and to receive instruction and knowledge from your word. Protect them and bless them. And, O Lord, establish and strengthen, lengthen and broaden your kingdom and your churches in various places for those scattered sheep that are without a church, without fellowship. Bless them this day. And, Heavenly Father, comfort them with the comfort that you can give in the inner man by the Holy Spirit. We thank you for this nation, the privilege that we have this very day to be in your house and to worship according to your word without fear. Let us use this blessed privilege that so many have not had, that we will use it to your honor and glory. Father, preserve our nation. Oversee the ignorance and wickedness in high places thereof. We thank you for our government. We pray for our rulers that you would protect them, that you would enable them, and you would help them. We pray for the peace of this Babylon that in her peace we might have peace. Heavenly Father, forgive us our sins. Forgive us that our mouths, our hearts, are not as lively and as fervent as they should be. Forgive us the past. Give us the moment. And strengthen us with your Spirit. And we shall worship thee aright. O Lord God, come to us in the pages of Scripture. Come to us by our singing. Come to us by your Spirit. And let us admonish and exhort one another this day and to provoke one another to love and to good works. That we will be a body this day made up of many parts and joints fit for the headship of the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. Motivated and moved by the Holy Spirit of God. Help us to this end. We are thankful for all your blessings. We realize them every day. They are without number. And we thank Thee. Go with us now, Lord, as we proceed with rejoicing and trembling hearts into Your worship, trusting that through Jesus Christ all has been made acceptable through the confession of our sins and our humility before Thee. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.